episode of girls talk sports two is your favorite girls who talk your favorite sports and we are back to break down all the great things in the sports universe the round one of the playoffs is over it's over baby it's over for lebron it's over for ad it's over and we're moving into round two we got to talk about which teams are impressed us the most and who will bring home a championship for their franchise for either the first time ever or first time in like 40 years. And what is going on with Julio Jones? Why is he in Tennessee? What is happening with Aaron Rodgers? He just giving away money? People hold salaries in a whole panoramic? We got to talk about it all on Girls Talk Sports too. Stay tuned. Let's go. Hey. How you doing over there, Kalea? I am good. You know, I got caught in a torrential downpour today, so that wasn't fun. Kind of kind of messed up my mood because I was like, what is going on? Why is it raining so hard? But I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. It is raining here in Philadelphia still. I don't know if it's still raining where you are, but no, it's not. It, it has calmed down, which is good. Um, it's raining. The raining is calming though, and it and it cools things down. Plus, it means that I probably won't have to go and water my yard. So, you know, I can't I can't even complain about the rain when it happens as a homeowner anymore. I'm like, hey, it means something. It means something. I guess. I mean, <laughs> as a person who doesn't own a home. I hate the rain. Like, <laughs> when you're at work, I hate the rain. But when you're at yeah. home and like you can nap and it's all yeah. gloomy outside, I love the rain. But I had a nice nap today too. It was great. Oh, it was one of them jealous. rain naps. Jealous. You know? <laughs> Wearing jeans and getting caught in the rain. Oh, it's my loser for the week. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Very. I'm early. sorry. I know. I'm yes. sorry that happened to you. It's okay. It's okay. But. You know who I also think got caught in the rain this week? Giannis Antetokounmpo. But let's just jump right in (laughs) to what in the sports, where we break down everything that's really only going on in basketball right now. Like, what else is there to talk about? So let us start with round one of the NBA playoffs. It's officially over. Over, baby. The only team without home court advantage that pulled off the upset were the Atlanta Hawks. Everyone Mm. else, the Knicks, the Celtics, the Heat, Wizards, Mavs, Lakers, Blazers, and Memphis Grizzlies were sent home packing. Mm. Chanel, which team impressed you the most in the first round? Um, As always, I can't pick one, so I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick one from each conference, though. So I'm not going to cheat in that way. Um, from the West, I think I give this team a lot of of just crap and criticism. So I, I, I think it kind of hurts me to give them some praise on the podcast. But here we go. I'm going to give it to the Clippers. I thought the Clippers. Yeah, I know. I thought the Clippers season was over. You know, they went down 0-2 with home court advantage going to going into um to Dallas. They were down 30 to 11. 30 to 11 in the first quarter of game three. I was like, 
The Mavericks are about to go up 3-0, and it's about to be over for the Clippers. Kawhi's going to the Bay. Like, it's perfect. Um, and then all of a sudden, they, to me, in game three, they turn their entire season around because that against, to me, any other, uh, any other playoff team, that would have been a 3-0 deficit. But unfortunately, the Mavericks don't play good defense, and they're a streaky team from three as they've been all season. And they couldn't keep that lead and gave up all games at home. The Clippers almost gave up all games at home, but pulled out a tough game seven. And you know who showed me a lot? Kawhi Leonard. Um, I thought Kawhi established himself as, you know, the best two-way player in the game. Again, what we, the reason why we were so high on the Clippers in the first place when he first went there and being able to challenge LeBron and AD because he literally is the one who can defend at a high level. And now he established himself as an elite scorer. And they put up some graphics during those games six and seven of like when Kawhi guarded Luka versus when everybody else on his team guarded Luka and Luka's percentages were terrible. So even though he was averaging, you know, 37 points or whatever Luka was averaging when he was against Kawhi, he was not doing that. And then Kawhi is single-handedly the reason why they pulled out game six on the offense and single-handedly the reason they put out game seven because of his play. So, yeah. So I think Kawhi and the Clippers showed me a lot most impressed with them from the West. And then the East, I got to give it to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, just the fearlessness of Trey young and talking so much junk from game one in Madison square garden, literally one of the toughest places to play. Um, in the big one of the biggest basketball stages in the world, um, and then going into now going into Philly and and just tearing it up like he's he's fearless. This team is is a lot better than I gave them credit for. I knew they were really good after the All Star game, but I'm thinking they're just a young team that probably needs to learn. But they look like a veteran team. He looks like Steph Curry out there with with weapons. Like when he passes it to his weapons, they make the shots. And that's that's actually really scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he keeps playing at this level, because Steph Curry was playing out of his mind. And when he passed it to people, they didn't make shots. So this is a young, gifted, athletic team. And they're not scared of anybody. Um, and that, look, Quavo in the front row. They got, <laughs> they got some people that's going to come out. And keep supporting them. So I'm I'm excited about Atlanta. Atlanta has me really excited. Yeah. So uh, those are my two. So I'll second that. Atlanta was a fun team to watch. I think that entire series was just fun to watch. The Hawks versus the Knicks. Um, I was just very disappointed in the Knicks, especially Julius Randle. But Trey Young showed that he can lead this team and he can take them far in the playoffs. I think they make it to the next round, but then they lose, which is fine for me. Like uh, Trey Young has been out of college for three years. So Mm -hmm. that's really impressive in three years. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in the West, I think, you know, the Suns, honestly, Mm -hmm. were a very impressive team to me. I thought after that first game um, where they still won, but we all thought Chris Paul was injured <laughs> and yeah. then he just magically wasn't hurt anymore. He was getting cortisone yeah. shots or something like that. But I think going up against any team that is supposed to be, you know, the top tier of the league, 
with some of the best players in the league, um, they showed that they weren't afraid of the moment and they weren't afraid to to play that team. So, um, yeah. and and to your point on Chris Paul, um, he, I mean, he definitely had a presence in that series as a leader, just being on the court. But they had put it put up a graphic from his entire series from the Lakers in the first game. I think in the first game against Denver the other day, he scored twenty one points. In the Lakers series, he only averaged nine points on 39% shooting from the field and 20% from three. That oh, that's terrible. terrible. That's, that's awful, terrible. But, but it just shows you how impactful just having CP3 out there. Because right. when I was watching the game, I wouldn't have guessed that. But right. you can definitely tell he had an impact on that game. So just having CP3 on the floor for those young guys set the tone mm-hmm. for them to close that out. Yeah, it was... Good series by them. Um, they stayed focused. They didn't let the, you know, the chatter that comes as playing the Lakers and playing in Staples is a lot. And they didn't mm-hmm. let that get to them. And and like yeah. you said, that was the leadership of Chris Paul. So, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, they were impressive. from Devin Booker didn't hurt either. Hey, Devin Booker is showing that he, you know, that wasn't a fluke bubble moment for him like the rest of the people. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> So for two of these teams, it'll be their first championship in 40 plus years if they win it all. The other remaining teams belong to franchises who have never won the championship. Who's your favorite to win it all, Chanel? You know, I kept saying that, you know, we were going to get a Nets-Lakers finals because in my heart, that is what I wanted. The Nets are ridiculous. Like it doesn't, I'm watching them without Harden. And KD doesn't, he still doesn't make sense to me. The shots he's able to hit, the the efficiency, I... He doesn't I, miss. He doesn't miss, literally. And and what type of defense are they playing with? I mean, he's just out there practicing. <laughs> like, but Chanel, not- like the defense <laughs> can't get any better. Like they are playing I, good defense. They're playing solid defense. There's nothing you can do to stop him. It's just, he's just unstoppable I, at this point. I, I don't get it. Um, and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, without Harden. Because right. none of these other teams, the Lakers were my team to challenge them. And I, I, I got to say the Clippers are the next. Because I, if I wasn't, I said, if I wasn't choosing the Lakers come up the, the West, I was choosing the Clippers. But the, the Clippers, they, you know, they proved a lot to me in that first series. I can see them coming out the West. But I don't see anybody beating this juggernaut of, of the way that Kevin Durant is playing way that Kyrie is playing as a sidekick. Jesus, it's it's insane. And then, you know, it looks like James Harden can just take a bye this round against the Bucks and get get himself healthy. And if he, even if he's not healthy the next series, he'll be healthy by the finals. So I I gotta go with the Nets um now to win it all and win Brooklyn's first championship ever in franchise history. Um and then establish themselves as the the new team in New York. Wow, the new team in New York. Um, I have to pick the Nets as well. I mean, I everyone knows I'm a Lakers fan, um, <laughs> and I'm a LeBron fan more yes. than a Lakers. Thank you for, thank you for clarifying. More that, than Kalea. a Lakers fan. Can we get a? Do you have a hand clap over there, Kalea? Because I don't. Can you do a hand clap for Kalea? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> 
That is actually beautiful. Thank uh, you. Yes. So <laughs> I am a LeBron fan and it is very hard to watch Kevin Durant play because there's no other player besides Kevin Durant and obviously Michael Jordan that people compare LeBron to. So mm-hmm. to watch Kevin Durant do what he did Monday night to the Bucks, this series, they are about to get, the Bucks are about to get <laughs> swept because Kevin Durant, you can't stop him. Kyrie is hitting everything. Hand in his face, wide open, doesn't matter. He's hitting everything. The finesse. I have seen Blake Griffin play in Detroit so many Since times. Since he got there. So many there. times. And it was he the never, only thing we had to watch. He never did this. And and mind you, he did have a really good season in 2019. When he, he did. Took he the, had one good season. One good season. When he took them to the playoffs on a torn meniscus. He like, did. I, I gave him a lot of credit. That season. That's the only season he gave us. He gave us everything he had that season. But the other two, he did nothing. So, like, this team is scary. And you're right. They don't even have James Harden. You add James Harden in that second unit, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's, nobody's, nobody's beating them, in my opinion. And here's, here's why this series is a little disappointing, because I'm like, oh, like, I felt bad for James Harden because I knew he wanted to be out there. But when James went out, I'm like, oh, this might actually be, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. This, this is even out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you, I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it felt a little bit more even with James Harden going out. I agree. The Bucks, the Bucks have so like such a deep roster of people who can hit threes and play defense. But they're just, Kevin Durant's just picking them apart. Kyrie's picking them apart. Joe Harris is playing like Klay Thompson. And and like you said, Blake Griffin is is kind of playing like a little bit of an all star. Mm-hmm. Like he's hitting these threes, he's playmaking, he's dunking. Yeah. Then you have Claxton. Like it's just yeah. It's just, the thing that we all talked about in the middle of the season when you know Kyrie was playing two games here, KD was out for a month, James Harden was out for twenty seven games, like. When we were watching that second unit play and we were just like, what is going on over there? It gave yep. them all the confidence, confidence. to do this, right? Exactly. So this, in my opinion, like Steve Nash should have won Coach of the Year Seriously. over Thibodeau, was, but like, because this is his first season as well. I was thinking that. I was like, like you said, these starters haven't really played together. You've had all these role players keeping this team afloat. For a long time, it was just James Harden and the role players. Right. And then for a little bit, it was like Kyrie and the role players, then Kyrie and James Harden, then it was Katie and Kyrie. It was like such a mix of people. They still got the two C, and now they look unstoppable. Just like (laughs) with whoever, whatever roster combination they put out there, they look absolutely unstoppable. So it's, it's crazy to watch. And I don't see, I definitely don't see anybody in the East stopping them. But in the West... The only team to me that can keep up with them offensively is maybe like the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Because the the Clippers, they have these droughts where they just don't score. And that concerns me. But they do have more of the defense. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I would say Utah or or the Clippers, they come out um of the of the West, but mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't see either of those teams stopping this next. I mean Reggie Jackson can't score the way Kyrie can score. Come on. That would be they would stomp on oh. them in four quick games. Look, and if you thought Luca was a problem, <laughs> right. Kevin Kyrie? Not Kyrie. even Kevin Durant. Kyrie. Kyrie. 
Kyrie would fry Paul George every play just because. Kyrie has better handles than all of the people that have already fried Paul George. Right. So, like, Kyrie would have a field day out there with him. And then Patrick Beverly was getting DMPs because he couldn't go, he couldn't do anything against Luca. So you think he's gonna do anything against Kyrie? It's crazy. But with you know, Ty Lue would have an, a sort of an advantage in that. Because he coached Kyrie, yeah. but it, that yeah. never really matters anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I was just trying to give him something. Um, <laughs> so with most of the veteran big stars ending their seasons earlier, which players do you think are in danger of tampering fines and recruiting one another to their Cancun cabanas? LeBron over there <laughs> recruiting your boy. He tried to get Steph to come. <laughs> Steph just come up. Just come up here and play with us. That's all. Listen, I think LeBron will get a couple of tempering fines. We're going to see a whole bunch of people in his cabana. Um, but I thought for sure um, Kawhi would be the one to watch because I thought they were going home. I was convinced they were going home. But since he's not, that's that's made this little thing a little less interesting to me. But uh, I think LeBron gets some temper in there. I could see, uh, I could see Steph trying to recruit some folks to come and play with him. But um, I don't know what's going to happen in the off season, but I think the Lakers are going to try to be aggressive and make a move because, um, you know, AD is a liability. He, he had the luck of having a three month hiatus in between going for a championship run. Let's say he ain't had a hiatus. He might not have made it to the to the championship. He barely plan. made it. He barely he made got it. hurt. He barely, yeah, he barely made it that time. So I don't know. Um, I think they're going to try to make a move. I know Demar Derozan is available. They were they expressed interest in him before. Doesn't look like Shooter will return. Um, he already took took the Lakers point guard off his bio. He um, he can he can walk. We fine with that. <laughs> Don't, don't, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, but LeBron definitely going to, uh, going to be flirting with tampering. I think he's, he's my pick to flirt the most with tampering because I mean, he, if you listen to him on the shop, you know, he said that he, he thinks more about, you know, he knows this is more about the end than it is the beginning. He's on the downward spiral of the roller coaster. He's got a couple more years in a window to try to catch Kobe, try to catch MJ. So, he's my pick. What's this face, Kalea? <laughs> I, I just don't. Listen, this is the first time that I've. So, so two things. This is the first time that I've admitted that LeBron is on the downward of his career. This was the first time that I actually like watched it happen. Mm. Two. LeBron is just, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with LeBron James. Um, I go back to when he said that the only way that you can get tired is if you tell yourself that you're tired. And he was exhausted in game six. Did you see that, man? I thought he was going to pass out, Kalea. I almost texted you like, is LeBron tired, you think? But I thought you were going through a lot at that moment, so I just <laughs> I just wanted to let you be. <laughs> but, <laughs> I appreciate you. But didn't he look exhausted in game six, Kalea? I've never seen LeBron 
even when he had the um hamstring issues when he played the Spurs when he was he was on the heat I've never seen LeBron ask to be taken out of a game yeah he kept asking he was like let me yeah I need 30 seconds so he looked tired but I kept telling you I didn't think that they were healthy Mm -hmm. so I I never thought that they were healthy which obviously we saw (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then he he rushed himself back. I mean, I, well, go ahead, finish your thought. Just don't say that you can't get tired. That that <laughs> like, <laughs> I you know how I felt when he originally said yeah. that. Yeah, and I'll say, listen, in games two and three, LeBron was jumping off one foot for high alley oops. He was posting up, smiling calling Savannah while he was backing up, you know, backing up Jay Crowder in the post, like taking pictures in the middle of playing. He was doing all of that. But I always think, look, this new Drake lyrics is all fun and games. I decide I want to play too. And (laughs) the Phoenix Suns turned that joke around. Like we can play too, even with the hobble Chris Paul. But here's what I'll say. LeBron is older. You think LeBron couldn't have carried that team plus the Toronto Raptors or or a, a hobbled Miami Heat team in the East? It's just different. LeBron has never really had to deal with somebody who's a complete problem in the first. Devin Booker dropping four. I keep saying it. That man dropped 47 in the closeout game. When has anybody ever dropped 47 on LeBron in the closeout game? LeBron's done that to other people. Exactly. He's never had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And now it would have been different if he was dealing with that, not in year 18, but, you know, earlier. So I think what y'all seeing is just that, yeah, he's older and he just can't carry a team like he used to. Yeah. He needs AD to to hold a lot of the scoring load because he can't be the mastermind of the team and also carry scoring low and, and lead and assist and all of that and get them over the hump for the W. Yeah. It just doesn't work anymore. And that's okay. No, it's fine. Okay. It's, fine. it's completely fine. I think even to your point that he could have carried them in the East. I don't think he could have carried them in the East this year. If he would have got a seven seed in the a East. Seven, okay. He would have got okay. past Brooklyn. Right. I got you. Right. I got you. I, got you that. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't, and I don't even know if he would have made it past Philly if he, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just you. don't, he can't carry a team anymore. And so when we go back to this tampering question, yes, <laughs> it is LeBron James who will be fined for tampering. Dame seems like he wants to finally leave Portland. Um, and I don't see how that man is making a lot of money and teams going to have to trade the bank to Portland. Ain't nobody coming to Portland voluntarily. I, Portland is I going, don't see Portland. the Lakers not trying to they're thinking about their future i mean i think the lakers would have to liquidate everything to get dame like a full liquidation sale you just put on dame and uh it's just dame ad and lebron all season just the three three on five all season they would have to look they would sell the statues out the front Kareem, all of going (laughs) with with them trying to get because Dame is Dame is making money. I know he is in the first year of a five year contract max that he's he resigned. Listen, they would have to get rid of everything. I know, 
but everything. Like, like they won't have a pick for 10 years. Too bad, Bronnie. Like, 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 <laughs> like whatever. I want to win now. Um, but there's, you know, I think LeBron's going to be trying to shop Kuzma. Like, I just think he's going to be. Kuzma has to go. He's going to be doing a lot. Kuzma has to um, go. And then I also think, you know, Draymond can be a little, he, Draymond has a big mouth. I think, I, I, you know, they told him a few things <laughs> that need to happen. And I think he knows, like, we mm-hmm. also, Clay's, yes, Clay's oh. going to come back, but we also or need they other need, pieces. They need another, they need another piece. Yeah. yeah. They need so I, I think Draymond's going to be tampering more than Steph would. More than Steph. So, like Steph, Steph would just invite him to golf and then right to get some uh, uh, Aisha's cooking, cooking at the restaurant. Right, right, <laughs> right. We just had a meal. It was we just had a meal. We just played golf and had a meal. Right. We don't talk about anything. Right. Um, and then in the East, I think you know the Celtics might try to tamper a little bit too because it's a yeah. lot going on over there. So them and Jimmy, um, even mm-hmm. though I. Whatever. Kyle Lowry going to try to get out of Toronto, so he'll be, you know. Kyle Lowry. So yep. it's it's a lot that could go on this this season. But yeah. it'll be fun to fun to watch, you fun know, the little, the Instagram photos, the Twitter, Twitter fingers, all of that. But Trigger fingers. of the teams that are left, which players are under the most pressure to perform with a wide open lane to the championship? Giannis. Giannis, 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 Giannis. Um, and, and here's the thing. I, I, I never expected Giannis in the Bucks to beat the, the Nets. I just, I don't like this team, especially once they got James Harden. I was like, no, this isn't, this isn't happening. Um, but Giannis, where is the, where is the guy that can get you a bucket and keep you in the game? This is why Giannis continues to just go down the rankings for me for one of the best players in the league, because I'm like, we see it with Dane. We see it with Jason Tatum. We see it with Luca. We see it with all these elite players. Yeah. Devin who play at a, at a elite level. You have two MVPs. The people I just named have none. Zero. You have two back to back MVPs. And where you've proven in the regular season to be dominant. But when your team is down and you get the ball, it seems like nobody's nobody's looking at you as a threat. Like you can't finesse your way to the basket. You you can't make free throws. That's ridiculous. You take the full 10 seconds, probably 15 to make a free throw, to take a free throw that you don't make. Um, so I'm not saying Giannis needs to pull off a Herculean effort and win this series because the other thing is Chris Middleton needs to show up as his number two. Chris Middleton can't just be pedestrian out there either. He played out of his mind to me in that Miami series. And that's why they swept them mostly because of like his play as, as the Robin, but Giannis, you have to be that guy period. Like all those players I named Luca, Dame, Jason, they took it upon themselves to be like, I'm that guy. And they showed it. You have to be that guy. I know your jump shot isn't as developed, but you do things at an elite level. That's why you are a two-time MVP. And you have to show some fight with your team. You cannot sit up here and get swept. Because even Jason Tatum put up 50 so they can get a game. Right. You cannot sit up here and get swept again. Because you got swept by Miami. 
Like it just, it can't happen. I'm sorry. Like you, I, I'm not giving any passes to you in your play. Um, didn't expect you to beat this team, but you cannot go out there and play like you did in game two. Y'all got ran off the court and laughed at and embarrassed. Like that was embarrassing. So I would say he's under the most pressure to just perform, just to show that he's more than just like a regular season dominant player. Mm-hmm. He has to show something. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I would say it's Philly as a whole. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not just one player. It's that whole entire organization. Because I have a feeling, and I think I said this earlier, but they're going to lose to the Hawks. Like, I just oh. I just think that they're going to lose to the Hawks. I didn't the see a sense of... You said Chanel text me on Sunday and said, <laughs> Philly is not ready to lose. Like the city of Philadelphia is not no, ready to lose to the not. Atlanta Hawks. Not the team Philly, because they seem like they're ready to just they're throw in the lose. towel. But the, the fan base here, they are not ready to take this L. Not to Atlanta. They did not expect to take the L to Atlanta. The sense of urgency, the lack of the sense of urgency to win that Philly played with on Sunday Show for about me. 44 minutes. For right. four minutes, they played like they wanted to win. But for right. 44, they didn't. And it really was 46. Because, <laughs> like, the last two minutes, they really, really cared. But I just, if they try to come out like that again on, on Tuesday, like, it's just going to be terrible for them. Um, and I don't, Ben Simmons has to shoot the ball. <laughs> like, there is no way. And he's not making free throws either. Exactly. Who, listen, if your life was on the line and they say Giannis or Ben Simmons, who would Jesus. you choose, Chanel? Right now, who would you choose? I would have to say Giannis because he at least takes the time to exactly. think about it. Right, right, exactly. I could say my final, like, goodbyes yes. if I chose Giannis. But, like, Ben Simmons has to shoot the ball. There's no way this team makes it far without him shooting mm-hmm. um and just like poor doc rivers man but i think philly as a whole has a lot to prove and then i also think chris paul in the west yeah. um this is oh, yeah. this is it for chris paul like i don't mm. see him it's his best chance yeah i don't see him nope. going to a different team um, no warriors are in his way this yeah. time no yeah. san antonio no lebron no lebron nothing like you nothing. have a clear path I think to Mm -hmm. the finals and you would have to work very hard to win the chip. But I mean, at that point you should have to work hard. So those Mm -hmm. are Philly as a whole. And then Chris Paul, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, But it's going to be interesting. Uh, Yeah, it is. Cause it's, it's, it's like everybody is looking at the chip now. Like I can get there. Why not? You know? And I think everybody's hungry. So I'm I'm interested. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be really fun to watch. So much fun. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to play a double round of Love It or Hate It. Woo woo!
All right, we are back with our next segment. Either you love to see it or you hate to see it. So much happened this past week in the sports universe. We're going to break down um, some headlines around um, the sports universe. And we'll let you know whether we love to see it or we hate to see it. So, Kalea, starting with show 28-3 and Falcons. Julio Jones officially traded from the Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. How you feeling over there? Love it or hate it? I hate this, right? I hate <laughs> this. Um, I saw on Twitter the other day they had they drew up a play and it ended up being a halfback draw. But it said Antonio Brown and Julio Jones on the side, and Vrabel's still going to call for Derrick Henry to run the ball. This is a waste <laughs> to me. And also, Atlanta only had to give up a couple draft picks. Like, what in the world happened with all the other teams? I, I, like, how did Seattle not get Julio Jones? I hate this. I just hate it. I hate it. I think it's a waste of time for Julio. Um because Tennessee is going to go out in the wild card. Like, that's just what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. That's what's going to happen. I hate it. I also hate this. Tennessee was – I don't even think Tennessee was on my list. Um, I, like you, I had Seattle. I had Baltimore even going after them, even though Baltimore is a run-heavy uh, defense – I mean, a run-heavy offense. I thought that they really – are desperate for some weapons, which is part of the reason why they are run heavy offense. So yeah, this sucks. Um, but Julio seems happy. You know, the folks there seem happy and Derrick Henry's job is not in jeopardy. So you know how that go. Coco Goff is the youngest American to reach a grand slam quarterfinal since Venus Williams at the 1997 U S open. Coco is 17 years old. Love it or hate it. I love this. Listen, what have I been saying from the beginning? Coco is Venus Williams' daughter. She had her in like 2004, <laughs> to 2003, whatever happened. I am convinced. Um, but, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm not going to keep that to myself. Is she really? Because, like, they lost when they played doubles. Well, Venus is old. But, <laughs> but this is her, listen... This is Richard's granddaughter. This is Serena Williams' niece, Coco Goff. And I am convinced that she is the next, she has next. Like, I am extremely impressed with Naomi Osaka and what she's done so far, but she wasn't showing this, what Coco was doing at 17. And um, I think Naomi's 24 now. Mm -hmm. um, can we see Coco in seven years? Like, oh my gosh, she's going to be ridiculous. I love Coco. I'm rooting for you. I hope that this is your first slam title. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I love it. You know, most black tennis players don't dominate on clay. It's just not something that um, we're given the privilege to play on all the time. So the yeah. first time you play on clay is when you go to these tournaments. So if Coco can be the one on clay for a little while, that would be awesome. Um, yes. So, so I love it. She's handling it all very well. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. Aaron Rodgers is Kalea's favorite quarterback. Does not report to the Packers mandatory mini camp. It's the first time he misses his mini camp 
In his tenure at Green Bay, Roger faces fines upwards of 93000 per day he misses. Halea, love it or hate it? I hate this. I've been saying since the beginning, this is just Aaron Rodgers being a diva and a drama queen. Like, buddy, if you don't want to play there, retire. Like, there's nothing else that they're going to do. They're not going to let you go. Either play there or don't. Like, why waste $93,000 every day because you don't want to play somewhere? Kalea, that's chump change to a boss. I don't care. Because at some point, it's not chump change because State Farm's not going to keep you on (laughs) if you're doing this. And, like, you're only going to make, what, a million dollars from this little golf tournament that you're playing in with Hey, Kalea, he's marrying in the world. He's marrying a a movie star. Her movies are trash. Hey, that box office, Kalea. Divergent was trash. But it was box office. Hey. Listen, keep sticking the it to the secret life of an American teenager was trash. Go back and watch that now. It is the trash. F- the f- and our stars. Did that not trash. make you fall in love? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the dumbest line I've ever heard in my entire life. Trash. Keep sticking it to the man, Aaron. I love this. You were one of the few players that has the privilege of sticking it to the man. Look, they did you dirty. Pay him back. I don't care. I really don't care about NFL owners. So anytime anybody disrespects them, I'm going to be on board, including Aaron Rodgers. And for the record, I hate Aaron Rodgers, but (laughs) I love this. I love what he's doing. Floyd Mayweather lands most punches in exhibition match against Logan Paul. Love it or hate it. Um, Why are we different? Because it happened. It was a big storyline, Kalea. I mean, different. I mean, did we not expect Floyd to land the most punch? Like, it would have been a disgrace to his entire boxing career if he didn't land the most punches against Logan Paul. Um, but yeah, I mean, make your money, Floyd. A hundred million just for an <laughs> exhibition match. Listen, I, I will never in my life be able to say I made a hundred million for an exhibition match. So, like, make your money. I love it. I mean, I love it too. You know, Floyd said in uh, Robin. What did he say? Something about robbing the bank legally like he's the best at it. (laughs) And for the record, he did knock Logan Paul out. He just picked him back up. (laughs) He held him. He held him until he like came back to came back (laughs) so that the match could keep going so that he could make all his money. More money. I mean, I love it. It was a waste of $50 that I didn't pay. I watched it, you know, <laughs> on a stream, but whatever. I love that. The best at robbing the bank legally. That might be the most accurate hey. line I've ever heard. From- and he had that big old smile. But you know what he needs to go rob? Somewhere that can properly grow his hair. He needs to cut off that, that <laughs> strap he's growing on. L- let's move on. Let's move on. Daryl Morey and the 76ers each find 75 k for Steph Curry tweet to join him when referencing Steph's post about his brother Seth lighting it up in Philadelphia. Love it or hate it, Kalea. Got some tampering going on already, Kalea. Daryl Morey not even in Cancun yet. Listen, I hate this only because it's the 76ers. Like, Steph isn't coming <laughs> to play in Philly. Are we serious? Like, first hey, his of all, brother's there. why would he want to play with Seth? Like, <laughs> why would he want to do that? He like, played what? with Seth his entire, his entire life. He said Seth knows all his moves. Listen, as an older sibling, 
you don't want to play with them when you get older. <laughs> like it's let them be great separately. They've That's they've weird. earned it. So I hate this because that was a waste of seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> don't yeah, try was to it, do that with somebody who you could actually get. Was it worth it? That's no. all I want to know. Like, was it really worth it to to tweet that out? Like, you knew what you were doing. But look, shoot or shoot, right, Kalea? They need, they obviously need Steph Curry, okay? Because their point guard ain't never going to shoot. And all- <laughs> okay, I think that's the end of our first round. Yep. Let's keep it going. We'll keep it going and start our second round. Yes. So... Serena Williams takes a fourth-round exit in Paris at the French Open. Serena said she is looking forward to playing in London at Wimbledon, but does not plan to do any prep matches. Love it or hate it. You know what, Kalea? A lot of people give her crap for this, but Serena's won Wimbledon, what, five times? Six times? Something like that? I don't care if Serena says she don't want to prep on grass. She said, I've been playing grass my whole life. I played grass in Compton. I played on places with grass where I wasn't supposed to play for gra- with grass. Kalea, I'm the GOAT. I hope she don't lose. I just hope she wins, but I don't know. I, I'm going to, listen, I told you before, I told you before, I'm going to trust my GOAT. I got to trust my GOAT, Kalea. So I love it. Listen, I hate this because as Serena's big tennis age, like we're not even, she's not old, but for a tennis player, she's old. Um, 39. is old for a tennis player. Old. You have to play a prep match. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go into this off clay into grass. Like, yeah, you're great. But this is your only chance to win 24. And you are not about to do it if you don't prep. If you don't go play some little bitty tournament. So I hate this because Serena obviously doesn't care. And she's just playing with Chanel's heartstrings, not mine, Chanel's, because I gave up about three years ago. It's true. It's true. She is playing with my heartstrings every single time. But you know what the shirt says, Kalea? Serena will. Serena will. I got to believe. I believe. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) So after the Mavs lose in game seven against the Clippers, reports came out that Kristaps Porzingis is unhappy with his role on the Mavs and feels like an afterthought instead of a co-star. Kalea, love it or hate it. You know, I love this because I feel like he should be an afterthought. Like, uh, Kristaps. What did you do? Like, one game you had seven points. Like, you are robbing the Mavs blind. Like, they He's thought the highest you, paid player on the Mavs. They thought you were going to be Dirk and Luka was going to be Steve Nash. They literally thought they were running this back. They did. They did. The greatest white team of all and time. you look like Dirk from right before he retired. Like, you are terrible. You are an afterthought. You should be unhappy with your play. If you feel like an afterthought, don't play like one, sir. Come on now. You got outplayed by Tim Hardaway Jr. It was the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade featuring Kristaps Porzingis, not the Kristaps Porzingis trade featuring (laughs) Tim Hardaway Jr. 
Come on now. You can't play like an afterthought. Luca did need help. He needed a co-star. Where were you? Where were you? You had opportunities and you didn't take them. Don't sit up here and come out and say that I feel like an afterthought. Stop playing like one. Stop acting like one. You look like a shell of yourself and you're not old enough to look like a shell of yourself. Do you know how disappointing that is? Do you have any idea how disappointing that is? Jesus. But I feel bad for Luca that you came out and said that. Is this overshadowing everything that he did to carry that team to seven games? That team had no business being in seven games with the Clippers. That team had no business being a five seed. And you are overshadowing that by feeling like an afterthought when you could have played like a co-star because you had opportunities. Hate it. I hate you, KP. I hate it. Listen, Boban is 7'4". Kristaps is 7'3 and 25 years old. That was no the hands. biggest waste of space I saw <laughs> on the floor. At least Boban put up more points than he him did. when he was out there. He did. Boban, he actually, Boban played well. <laughs> he did. He Boban played, played well. like 15 minutes and had like a Nin- productive 15 minutes. Yeah, he had 19 points. Um, I, Chris stops. Be quiet. Go <laughs> be act your age on the basketball court. There's 25 year olds that play so much better than you and are shorter than you. So I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. Um. Last, but certainly not least, after infamously pulling out of the French Open for mental health reasons, Naomi Osaka has pulled out of the German Open to start her preparation on grass for Wimbledon. This may spark some concerns that she may also pull out of Wimbledon. Love it or hate it? I... um. You know, I read about this and I just took a sigh. I was like, because ah. I love Naomi um, and I love what she did and I'm all for taking mental health time. And if, if that's what she feels she needs, only she can assess that, you know, and the people around her to, you know, see if she's ready to go back out there and speak to people and play at a high level that people expect her to. So I completely respect Naomi and I hope that she's making, you know, the right decisions for her. Um but as a fan of tennis, I hate this so much um, because I, I want to see Naomi out there playing at a high level. And I think it's just a part of, of you know, this establishment of the new generation of players. They're not going to tolerate certain things um, and and sacrifice their, their mental health to, you know, to do stuff. And I'll say this, you know, because I was reflecting back on it and I'm like, Serena never really did anything like this, but Serena did. She just wouldn't play your tournament. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she took a hiatus from Indian Wells after going through that, like that warfare that she went through there from the fans. And if she felt like a tournament director disrespected her, she wouldn't return. Um, You know, she just chose not to say it in the same way, but you don't think that impacted her mental health. That was a part of her protecting herself by saying, I'm not about to play here. Um, so I just appreciate the, you know, the explicitity that's happening with Naomi and saying like, I'm not ready to go. I'm not going to do this. I've never seen top players like her legitimately pull out of grand slams. Now that's new. That's like pulling out of the NBA finals. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, 
it doesn't really happen. So I'm just interested in watching this to see how far it goes. Um, but I'm proud of her for protecting herself. Yeah, um, I actually love this because sometimes when you're sick and and having a bout of depression is being sick, you mm-hmm. come back before you should and you're not really mm-hmm. 100% healed. And so for mm-hmm. her to recognize that like, I- I'm not there yet mm-hmm. is fine. Like mm-hmm. I'm all for take all the time that you need so that you can come back better. And if she pulls mm-hmm. out of Wimbledon, she pulls out of Wimbledon. But, yeah. does, but does that make her career longer? You know, does she play for four more years because she took this break now? Like, it's all we don't know the answers to these questions um, until we get there. But also, like, I watched some interviews from like two or three years ago. Naomi's been like this for a while and she's been saying it. And like she she's been honest that talking to the press gives her anxiety that she's not the most comfortable public speaker. When she won her her U.S. Open against Serena, that big emotional moment, she put the towel over her head. She was looking at her phone. They asked her what she was looking at in interviews later. She was like, I was looking up what you say in moments like this because I literally had no idea what to, I just she just won a championship against the greatest player in the world. And the only thing she could think of is what am I supposed to say? Let me Google it. You know what I mean? Like that that just shows you how much anxiety she has about moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, she has been like this for, she's been honest and transparent about who she is for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, first of all, tennis has a lot to do, um, to be in the, in at least the two thousands, right? Like they have a lot of growing to do as yes. a sport, but I think this also gives other sports, mm-hmm. um, a blueprint of like what to do, mm-hmm. uh, I know we talked about Kyrie and what he was doing, but he was doing the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if, if 2020 taught us anything, it's take the time that you need so that you can be better. And And that's what she's doing. Look, I, I also wish that more players had a Richard, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because if you look at, listen to the types of responses, Serena and Venus, have to the press sometimes like I, I I was watching something the other day that that came across Twitter and they'd asked Serena like usually you know you smile you're a little bit happier after you win like why aren't you happy and she was like it's 11 30 I'm tired y'all keep asking me the same questions and I just want to go home you know what I mean like can, can we have more moments like that because that that's the type of training that Richard gave them like if you don't want to answer a question don't answer a question like you know you want to be honest be honest um, and, I, I will and, you know, say though, it did take them a little while to get there, but yes, mm-hmm. they do. They do answer they questions do. like that now, mm-hmm. but like yep. when they were first starting out, I mean, yeah, Richard was there like all the time and he was yeah. like, don't ask them that question. Right. Richard, but, Richard was the one, but and then they eventually... were still answering the question. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just, it's media training. And at this point in yeah. the game, it's a different type of media training because it's yep. not, you're sitting in a 60 minutes interview and they keep asking you the same question. Right. It's, mm-hmm. You're getting it from Twitter. You're getting it from Instagram. You're getting right. it from Snapchat. You're getting it from it TikTok. You're getting it from 
you know, now the press that actually covers your sport. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's everywhere and it's 24 yeah. seven. So she it's just exhausting. has to get, she, yeah, it is. And she just has to get mm-hmm. to that point, but you're right. I hope so. But she, and she has the, she has the, the clout to do that. You know, she's, she's the next global person to carry women's tennis right? Like it was for the longest time, it was Serena. Now it's Naomi. And she can sit up there and say, I don't want to answer this question. Y'all get on my nerves. You know, before we just looked at Serena like, oh, okay, well, I guess she can say that because we can't do nothing about it. We don't cover her. She's the only person to cover, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, only time will tell, right? Only time will tell. <laughs> Moving on to our last segment. You either lost it or you won it. Kalei, you got a winner or a loser over there? I do. So um, about one hour ago, we found out who the MVP of the National Basketball Association was for 2020, 2021. We did? How did I missed that. Yes. And it goes to Mr. Nikola Jokic. So congratulations on being healthy. <laughs> on being dominant (laughs) um, and taking your team to the second round. So congrats, Jokic. A hand clap for Jokic. Hand clap, hand clap. I am going to take a little bit of pride in handing out the L this week. Um, I am. I just, I'm happy because... I don't have to deal with LeBron fans in the postseason. And listen, before y'all sit up here and call me a LeBron hater and whatever you want to say, I have the listen, I love LeBron James. That's clear. I do. I love she LeBron actually James. Does. <laughs> but I hate his fan base. I hate y'all. Y'all get on my nerves. And not Kalea, because she's actually a realistic LeBron fan because she's able to criticize her GOAT. Y'all go go out there and y'all act like he could do nothing wrong. And I got to deal with y'all throughout the finals of the entire NBA season every time. And I don't this time. So hold this L because I don't care. I am going to enjoy the heck out of the NBA playoffs without hearing from y'all. I don't have to hear from y'all at all. I ain't got to hear from y'all till next season. And guess what? I ain't got 70 days between the season this time. I get... A lot of days in between the seasons this time. So I really don't have to deal with y'all. I'm sick of it. I am so sick of dealing with y'all. So hold this L. LeBron lost. The Lakers lost. They will not repeat as champions. And y'all have to sit with that. And not be on Twitter with your trigger fingers. Trying to juice up whatever LeBron does by creating, you know, um, deluxe albums or whatever it is that you want to give LeBron credit for, for be- being the only great father in the history of the United States by being the only great husband Listen, in the history. Listen, I'm a great dad too. <laughs> <laughs> like y'all gas him up for everything. Everything. And my dad and came from Ohio too. So LeBron's not the only great dad from Ohio. But LeBron fans swear he's the only great husband that's black and only great dad that's black. And you know what? I don't have to hear about it until next season. So I'm going to enjoy the playoffs. Hold this L. Congratulations. Y'all played yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. 
I hope that wasn't too much for you, Kalea. I mean, I hey, all I want to say is if somebody wants to get me uh, those Toon Squad shorts, I am all for it. The shoes are pretty tough, too, <laughs> they right? Are. They are. That's it. I just want the shorts, though, for real. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that, um, especially with all the, the players that are in it. And yeah. the women, WNBA yeah. is going to be a yeah. good time. Hey, WNBA needs to have a reality TV show. I think it could work. <laughs> It's just like made for reality TV. It would be great. Hey, it could be. And then I you cut in that. and out from basketball practice and like games. Come on. Kalea. I'll produce it. Ideas. <laughs> I, I'm about to say, you need to write this, take this off the podcast. Write this down. <laughs> you need to take this and pitch this to somebody so you can make your money. Okay. Uh-huh. I got to stop giving away ideas for free. Anyway, we got a lot to get into next week. We will be deep. And I mean deep into the second round of the playoffs and we'll have some idea of who's going to the conference finals. We'll talk about it all in Girls Talk Sports 2. And then, of course, we'll find a way to talk about Kalea's goat and my goat, Serena Will. Serena Will, Kalea. Serena Will. Take me out.